Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. Welcome to your brain on weird. My name is Jess. And my name is Sam. And uh, this is a podcast about the paranormal and also weed. Um, <laughs> yes. How are you? I'm, I've been better. Yeah. Um. So we are into June now and I have been, you know, stressed out about the current state of the world. Mm-hmm. Sam and I just got done recording our uh, our podcast blackout episode, and it was really difficult. So our intro, we're kind of struggling. Our intro might be a little rough. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll get back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that first. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It is very important. Um, but no, I was gonna say Happy Pride Month, man. Oh my God! Thank you. <laughs> That's one good thing. <laughs> yes, it is Pride Month, and as a trans person, it is very important to remember that Pride Month started yep. as a riot. Thank you. Started by some beautiful black trans women and the queer community of Stonewall and... I think there is really no better way to get back to our roots for pride than with uh, some good old-fashioned protests, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, queer rights would not exist without yeah. protests yeah. and riots. I mean, friggin' Marsha P. Johnson threw the first brick. Like, Yeah, like, at- mm, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to her, man. I freaking love Marsha P. Johnson. <laughs> I love all them, all those. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You're welcome. I was like, I have something good that we can kind of celebrate. That is, that is really good. Yeah. Um, wow. Thank you. You're welcome. In order of Pride Month, I am redoing my Welcome to the Gayberhood sign. So I'm pretty excited to get that finished. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, where are you going to put it? Um. Well... Okay, the only thing is we're going to keep it inside my house because we live in a kind of conservative neighborhood and I don't want them to take our sign or break the Mm -hmm. windows of my house or car. True, true. That is a thing that happens. So we're probably going to put it up in the chill space once uh, that gets done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really yeah. excited. The chill space is the attic. Yes. Oh my god. We're going to end up putting some work into that. I'm really excited though. That would that's going to oh, yeah. be my new studio. It's going to be for art. It's going to be for podcasts. Yeah. It's going to be for probably not D&D. Um <laughs> but everything else. <laughs> nice, dude. I'm yeah. stoked. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait for that. What's your uh, water intake like so far? So my water intake is pretty good. I have had, wow, this water bottle needs to get fucking washed. 
Um, <laughs> it's only had water in it. It's fine. <laughs> it looks a little gross. I have it have it outside with me and oh, yeah. carried around with me. And um, I've almost finished the water bottle, though. It's like a nice 28-ounce bottle. Nice, nice, nice. Plus, I've had this giant cup of coffee. Again, it counts. Again, it's liquid. Bean juice. It counts. Bean juice make you go fast. I also have water and I also have coffee. <laughs> yes, the squad. Cheers. Perfect. Cheers. Ah. Ah. <laughs> I think this is my fourth glass of water today, so that's good. Oh, okay. So you're well hydrated. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Oh yeah, man. I've uh I've been um yeah, I've been feeling not great, so I've substituted my alcohol intake for water. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's probably smart. But. Yes. Correct. Do you have anything else to say before we start today? I don't. Okay. think so. Oh, actually, I guess maybe one more thing. Um, I just kind of wanted to give people a little heads up that we're working on our audio. Uh, We know it's kind of all over the place. If you're like listening to our episodes in order, it's kind of like crazy. We're not professionals. We're really trying, though. Subscribe to our Patreon so Sam can get a new setup. (laughs) I'm not saying yours is bad. I'm just saying. (laughs) It's we're just saying. If we could, we're just saying. We're just saying. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) let's give them something to give us money for. Let's give them something to give us money for. Oh shit! Wait. What was that thing that you said the other day where you were like, oh, I was listening to our podcast and. Oh, (laughs) so um, this broke me. Jess is the one who edits the episodes. So once she releases them, she doesn't go back and like listen to the full episode. So I do. Sometimes I do, but most of the time I don't. Yeah. So I go back and I listen to like the full episodes on um, Spotify. Also, to like see if anything's wrong but also to give us some plays and i think we are genuinely just fucking hilarious and (laughs) from a listener's perspective i already love our podcast (laughs) and i like got to the end of episode three the other day and i was like holy crap that was really good like i want to listen to more and i was like oh there's no more episodes and i was like fuck i have to make the new episodes (laughs) god damn it that's it's my job to do that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> that literally broke me. I was like on the ground laughing oh when Sam said that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, being a content creator is very weird. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I've never experienced this before. This is a little strange. Oh, oh that was good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, without further ado... So we're making more episodes right now! We're gonna start with our new episode right now. Alright, I'm gonna close... I'm gonna close my notebook. I'm gonna... I'm ready for this. Okay, okay. Can you okay. give us a little description? I'm going to smoke a little bit of weed. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And um, then kind of explain what I'm gonna be talking about. All right. I am excited. I have no idea what this is. Okay. Okay. 
I is okay. Um, I don't know if this is something you know a ton about. It was something that has been on our list since the beginning, and it has always been like one that I'm gonna do. Okay. Okay. So, I'm talking today about the concept of liminality. Oh, all right. I am talking right. about liminal spaces and. This is going to be kind of a discussion, so I definitely want you to pipe in, ask questions, because um, I don't have a lot of stuff, like, written down, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because a lot of it is not, like, verifiable. Because it's a, it's a concept. That's what it is. We can speculate. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, first things first. The word liminality comes from the Latin root limen, um, which means threshold, crossing space, or a transition. Side note, the town in the movie American Ultra is Lyman, West Virginia. Oh! (laughs) I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. It's one of Grits and I's favorite movies. It's so bad, it's good. Oh, um, man. But, like, the whole point of that movie is that he is just stuck in this space. He's stuck in this town, and he can't leave. Yeah. Even though he, like, wants to. And that's kind of... Shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That, that blew my mind last night. I was like, no! Listeners can't see it. My brain is exploding. <laughs> Dude, now I need to watch that tonight. It's on my list. Yep, sick. It's on Hulu now. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Hulu sponsor us. Um, <laughs> Please. Okay, so people sometimes... Okay, you know what? No, I'm not going to go there yet. We're going to kind of go into um, some background information. Um, so obviously it comes from the Latin root. It was actually... The term was first coined in 1909 by Arnold Van Genep. To describe a phase during a rite of passage in the middle of leaving your previous state of self, but not yet graduating to the next state of self. Okay. So um, I assume he was talking about Christianity and like priesthood and things like that. I honestly, like, I couldn't find context of it. I just know he wrote a book about rites, rites of passage. Okay. But yeah, so there's like preliminary rights and there's post-liminary rights so that's where those words come from as well and then in the middle is liminary or liminal yeah and that's kind of it and that's where that word came from all right so people use this term to describe like lots of different things in the paranormal context in the context that i'm going to be talking about today is Liminal spaces are, like, where the veil between the worlds is thin. Mm -hmm. And it's thin there because these places lack a sense of permanence. Um, There's always people coming to and from there. Spirits may hang out there because the veil is so thin they can interact with the world. Um, Or it's places where we notice it more. Yeah. And people do... um, like refer to liminal spaces as anywhere where phenomena has occurred and there's a really great website called liminal um or liminal earth liminal earth yeah which you know of oh yeah 
which has just like tons and tons of like sightings and phenomena and things like that. And that's a really broad term, but that's that's not really what I'm like talking about. But I think it's worth it to bring it up that mm-hmm. um, this is just kind of a smaller section of that. Yeah. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. Do you, that, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I'm having a hard yes. time. No. Um, the the liminal Earth map. If you go onto that website, um, it's pretty much just a map of strange phenomena. Yes. And that includes pretty much everything. You know, that includes government weird operations that people are suspecting. That includes cryptids, ghosts, like pretty much literally anything weird. Yeah. <laughs> the website's really cool. Their map legend is literally. Dark forces, time distortions, mythologies, cryptoids, thin places, straight up ghosts. Yes. Yes. There's more too. So that map is really (laughs) cool. So basically, basically what I'm going to be focusing on is what they call thin places. Okay. And I have more of a like personal like uh, connection to thin places Mm -hmm. because I have always been a really big traveler and I have visited a lot of bus stops and train stations and rest stops and it's like places where people don't spend too much time and there's always a vibe when you go in there because like rest stops like no one really works there you know Mm -hmm. um it's truckers passing through and people stopping on road trips and they leave an impression but then they will probably never come back to that place again. Yeah. And like lots of like weird stuff happens around um, bus stations and train stations. I mean, I always feel weird when I'm like in one of those places. I always feel uncomfortable. I don't know if it's just because I don't spend enough enough time in those places, like, like you said, but... It's weird because like all of these different locations feel the same. Yeah, I think that's something that I've noticed a lot. Um, I will say liminality can also, it can be like a physical state of self. It can be like a place or it can be like a mental, a mental or emotional feeling or it can be like a spot in time. Yeah, yeah. So there's like different things that you can consider a liminal space. Yeah, okay. Um, So another time period is like dawn or right before dawn mm. when it's very dark no one's really awake it's quiet because all the birds are going to sleep the start the sky is just starting to get light and like not a lot of people experience that time of day but it's always like really weird it's always really weird for me mm-hmm. um and if you ever get up at like four or five in the morning and you like go outside it always like I don't know. It always feels a little weird. Mm -hmm. And like, so during these time periods, you're more likely to encounter anything. You're more more likely to have an encounter. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You're more likely to experience phenomena because of that uncertainty of the impermanence of the space. Like, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. I'm having a real hard time today. Okay, so we're just going to ignore where that was going, I guess. <laughs> well, you were talking about like rest stop, rest stops and bridges and shit like that. Yeah, and then I talked about outside and then, okay, well, just go back to rest stops yeah, and bridges. Okay. Um, yeah, bridges are another one. Yeah. Did you even say bridges? Because like, I always think of bridges. I didn't. I did not say bridges. Well. But you are absolutely Bridges correct. are one. Yeah, yeah. And like, that can be like a very, um, it's a very uh, metaphorical 
um, bridge to the other world and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And there's lots of haunted bridges around. Um, I've heard a lot of things about haunted bridges. Oh, my God. There's so many, like, covered bridges in New Hampshire that people, like, will be like, you shouldn't drive over that at <laughs> night. And, like, no one's going to tell you why. Yeah. But they're going to tell you that, you know. Yeah. And that would be because a space like that is considered a liminal space. So, yeah. Hang on. I'm trying to trying to go on to this place on liminal, the map. Okay. So, other things that can be considered liminal spaces are um, portals to other planes and things like that. So, a very common one is, like, fairy circles mm. and... Those are found in the woods usually, and it's usually a circle of mushrooms that grow on the ground, or the way, like, rocks are, like, placed in a very, like, uniform pattern and stuff like that, even if they are man-made and unintentionally, unintentional portals, basically, they're intentionally put there, you know, whatever, just to do it, but they do become fairy circles and places where they can kind of pass through the worlds. So if you ever see a fairy circle, don't go in it. But I feel like I've only seen that once. Yeah. I think it was when we were camping, actually, in Connecticut okay. one time. Yeah. I feel like we saw a couple of those, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we definitely like went exploring around there, and um, there was a lot of mushrooms, and we definitely saw some circles. Yeah, the little orange ones. Yeah. The little orange mushrooms, yeah. 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 I feel like I took some pictures. Now I need to look. Probably. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I did. We saw those really weird mushrooms the other day, too. Those were sick. Oh, those were really cool. Yeah. There were these, like, giant mushrooms just, like, stuck to a fallen tree. And they were thick. Pretty sick. They were thick boys. They were thick boys. They were thick. Okay. Oh, by the way, I was also thinking about uh, how we were, like, just on top of a huge quartz deposit the other day. Yeah. 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 That was sick. We went, like, digging for quartz and... It was so much fun. We found a friendship rock, which I put on my altar already. Nice. Oh, I need to clean mine still. It's still got some dirt on it. I do like the dirt, though. <laughs> Maybe we'll keep the dirt. I forgot I saved a post. Hang on. Okay. But it's unfortunately buried behind a lot of... <laughs> of course. ding dong. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, I have, like, a couple stories now. Okay. Um, From people, from other people. (laughs) I like those. Okay, so this is from someone on Tumblr. And this post started off as um, someone basically saying the same thing that I was. Rest stops on highways or liminal spaces. Mm -hmm. So my mom and I were on I-90 in a blizzard once and pulled off at the first exit we could find. Turns out that if we'd gone even a mile further... We would have happened on a 49 and counting car pileup, and 90 was closed for miles. How we found an unblocked ramp was a matter of great debate. But where this gets weirder is still at the bottom of the ramp was a closed truck stop and an open church full of teenagers. They went for youth group, the blizzard started, and they were stuck until the snow stopped. They fed us leftovers from their potluck dinner, prayed with us for safe travel, and when the snow let up, they saw us on our way. Three days later, Sunday... We were traveling back and decided to stop at that church to thank them. We found it thanks to the truck stop, but this time it was the truck stop that was open and the church that was closed. 
Neither of us remembered it looking so decrepit on the trip down. And granted, we did see it in the middle of the night during a snowstorm. But you'd think they would have noticed up the boarded windows. So we asked at the truck stop. The church had been abandoned for 10 years. And yet I still had one of their youth group programs under my sun visor. Very clearly labeled for the previous week. To this day, I'm sure we crossed dimensions somewhere on I-90. And that's how we stayed safe. You could tell me it's because of the truck truck stop was a liminal space and i would 100 percent believe you that church has been abandoned for 20 years <laughs> so that's really what i'm talking about jesus yeah yeah and we've i've definitely like heard stories about things like that where yeah the church is like glitches in the matrix yeah and, like... yeah so basically like any like weird slang coincidence um i guess we could go as far to say like even synchronicities are you know slips in between the worlds and stuff and but that's like that's one of my favorite stories i love that story um yeah did you tell me the story of the woman who like went and like looked in the church window um and she like saw the teacher teaching the class and she went, oh god what is that from she went around to the front and the door was locked so she went back to the window looked in the window again and this time the church yes. and the people inside were just staring at her and then all at once they disappeared oh yeah man i cannot remember i don't know what that story is from i can't remember where that is from and it's gonna bother it was definitely me. on atwwd at some point so if someone knows what that story is please email us oh man it's gonna bother me <laughs> i don't remember i don't remember all right well yeah. keep t- keep talking i'm gonna see if i can find it i'm paying attention but i think that that's one of the things that was on our list to talk about that scared the shit out of me and that is one of my favorite like stories um of like somebody going to this i think wherever this place w- places was essentially abandoned by this point yes um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh i don't know if she was like trying to get out of the rain or something no i think that she was just whoever this was that experienced it was just walking around and and just decided to peek in the windows for whatever reason but i can't remember okay. what that is from I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, but yeah, keep going. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Um, yes. Some creepypasta. I don't want to read this. <gasps> Was that a Bridgewater Triangle story? Maybe. We haven't talked about that yet, though. What have we talked about? What have our episodes been about? It wasn't one of the ones that we've already covered. It was one of the ones that I started taking notes on. Okay. It might have been Bridgewater Triangle. Um... All right. Anyway, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I'm done. Um, all right. So another one of like the most common ways that people experience liminal spaces is um, like gaps in time. Mm-hmm. And um, very frequently experienced on the highway when you're driving and whatever happens to your brain, you feel realize that you like weren't paying attention and it's like 45 minutes an hour later Mm -hmm. and um this has happened to me a couple of times and there would be times when I would be driving home from work and I would be so tired that I would be falling asleep at the wheel Mm -hmm. this is not when these were happening Mm -hmm. this is when I was like 
I had music on. I was jamming. I was feeling good. I like knew what was happening. And I had an hour commute from Boston to New Hampshire. And then I would realize that I had no idea what just happened and I was turning into my driveway. Yeah. Yeah. And the entire trip was just gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that is like those are the things that like always freaked me out the most because like when you're falling asleep, you know you're falling asleep. Oh, yeah. And like you can be like, all right, like I need to pull over, like my brain isn't working. But it's like a lot more terrifying when you think that you're like conscious and alert and awake and like suddenly you have no idea what happened to the last 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that happened so many times on that like stretch of highway and it was crazy. Cars are weird. Yeah, I actually remember. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say um, most of your experiences have also happened in a car traveling. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Consider <laughs> considering something like a liminal space, especially like a rental car. Yeah, totally. Totally, dude. Yep. Totally. Um, yep. I was also going to say that when I used to do the drive from Providence to New Hampshire, um, that like three and a half hour drive, I actually specifically remember a few times that I forgot a specific section of the drive that was once you cross the New Hampshire border and you get a little bit deeper into, you know, like past Manchester, you get a little bit deeper into like lake and mountain country. Yeah. That is typically where I would lose sections of time and I would just like show up at home and be like, uh, like, hmm, that's weird. And I would always attribute it to something like, oh, maybe I was tired or maybe I zoned out listening to music or something. But like that's a it's a really long time to zone out and not realize yeah. what happened. And especially being people like us, like we have been rideshare drivers. We're very like alert when we drive. We're very careful drivers. We've both been in really bad accidents. Like, yeah, like this is not something like neglect. Yeah. You yeah. Know, we're not not paying attention or like like getting fucked up to drive or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is like sober driving fine and yeah yeah like in the middle of the day too like some of those some of those yeah in the middle of, time of the day that i've lost yeah have been in the middle yep. of the day and it's all really really crazy yep very strange to think about <sighs> yeah so and then i just saw another story online <laughs> but i'm not gonna read this because it actually reminded me of a different story that i have to share that's not about me oh um, okay. So one time, um, I was visiting my sister at college, so I went to her house, and it was, like, me, um, her partner at the time, and, like, a bunch of their friends. We all, like, were drinking, we were walking to the park, but then, like, one of the guys felt too sick, and he was like, I'm gonna go home. Like, I don't feel good. I've had, like, one drink. It's the middle of the day. Like, I'm just going to go home and lie down. And we had, I don't know, maybe gone like half a mile at that point. Yeah. And <laughs> so everyone else keeps walking and this guy is going to go back to his house. And we go, we spend the, a couple hours in the park, then turn around and go back. And the guy is not back yet. Yeah. And we, he's not in the house. We can't find him. So we like go out and we look for him and no one can find him. And then when we go back to the house the second time, he's there. 
And so this is three hours later now. Yeah. And we're like, what? Like, where were you? You said you were going to come home because you weren't, like, feeling good. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, I just got home. Like, why did you guys turn around and follow me? And we're like, no, dude, it's been, like, three hours. And he's like, yeah. No? And we're just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that fucking guy got lost walking half an hour, half a mile and wound up showing up, up at his house, like, three hours later with no memory it was just, like, a time gap that just, like, goodbye. Yeah, and he had had, like, one beer. Yeah. He wasn't, like, screwed up or anything. No, nothing like yeah. that. Yeah, it was really crazy. Oh, man. I mean, the fact that he, like, wasn't feeling well and, like, turned around and did that is a whole other thing that you can, like, heavily speculate on because that's something that happens a lot in the paranormal where people start feeling really sick or they start feeling just awful, and then something happens. Yeah, that's true as well. Um, so either his subconscious, like, felt something was wrong or yeah. knew something was going to happen, and he was like, all right, I got to go. But, yeah, like... Jeez, man. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's another interesting thing, too, because I feel like a lot of the time, like, a lot of the stories that I hear about stuff like this is, like, from a first-person perspective. You know, they're telling the story of, like, I was on my way home and when I got back, my friends were like, where were you? And like, this is from a whole other, like, this is from the opposite side of you being like, dude, where did you go? And him just being like, what, what, what? I, what? <laughs> I was like walking here. And yeah. like, no, you weren't. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, did you guys like walk the same route that he would have taken? Like, um, I don't remember. I don't. Or, or do you think he? The park was like a li like a couple miles away, maybe. So there's possible that we like walked back a different way, and we didn't see him on the way back. And maybe he just like okay. sat down on the side of the road and like took a nap in his hands for like three hours or something. But like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's still a long time to like just like. And wouldn't you, you know? When your friends are like, where have you been? Wouldn't you be like, I was feeling really shitty. I sat down on the side of the road and I fell asleep. Like, you would know that that happened, I feel like. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he just, like, sat down and put his head in his hands and he, like, was like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And, like. I don't know. Yeah. That, like, time in between. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So, glitches in the matrix. <laughs> um, if if that that would be something I would consider coming from a liminal space. Um, yeah, would, would you consider, like, that area to be, like, a, a liminal space? Like, that area where your sister was living? Or, like, where you guys were at that time? Yes, I would, because it was a neighborhood that was right by her college, and most people who lived there only lived there during the school year. And then people would sublet for the summer, and then new people would come in for the new okay, school okay. year. And... My sister didn't stay in any of those apartments for longer than a year mm -hmm. at most. So I would say that there was like a lot of like change and stuff like that. Um, there is that aspect of liminality where it's like lack of permanence, like people aren't staying there for that long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and then as a strange coincidence, that's also <laughs> the street where my brother got his car totaled because someone drove into it. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. <sighs> By some old lady oh, who couldn't no. see. Isn't God. that so sad? Jeez, man. I guess you could also make an argument um, for, like, alien abduction. <laughs> what? Okay. Not for the car. For the other situation. 
<laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, you could, you could. That's right? another theory. So I was like, like, where are we going now? <laughs> I really they took s- my brother's car to outer space and then dropped it. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for laughing. And then it landed okay. on top of that old lady's car. And it, <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're no, right. No, okay. Yeah. So he's walking home. And then he's like, I don't know. He is fucking gone for three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, I don't know what happened. What his memory? Maybe he did get abducted by aliens. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. They wiped his memory. Oh, man. I don't think that area is known for... Um, UFOs and stuff. Like UFOs. hmm Like where I live right now, I guess there's a ton of UFO sightings. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you see... Oh, there was something on Twitter the other day. That someone said ended up being some sort of, like, explosion. But it was a lot of, like, weird flashing lights in the sky. No, I didn't see that. So I saw, I saw, I've been seeing a lot of, actually, I've been seeing a lot of UFO videos. Like, a lot more than normal. Uh, I did notice that. Yeah. But there was one that I saw that I think was in Texas. Maybe that's the one you're talking about, but it was all these like crazy noises. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing. I only watched it for like two seconds. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I probably did not unmute the video, to be honest. Yeah. 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 I very rarely <laughs> unmute videos. Because I don't want to hear yeah, weird things. I've been kind of just seeing the UFO stuff and kind of scrolling past it for the most part. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I have noticed like more on my timeline than I normally see. Uh, yeah. It's so crazy. Um but where do aliens come from? They could come from another plane of existence. We don't know. We don't know where they come from. Mm -hmm. Could they slip through these portals, these liminal spaces? Mm -hmm. Probably. I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean... (sighs) My partner and I got into a conversation about this the other day because it's like you can't... We haven't explored enough of our universe to fully understand the span of life that's like out there you know what i mean we can't just assume that there's not all right i'm gonna go all ancient aliens on you really quick there's not some you know alien civilization that has the technology to teleport or you know make yeah. project their self-conscious onto our space you know onto yeah, Earth. that's true like who are we to say that that's not something that they've achieved I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying, who are we to say it's yeah, not? Yeah, there's like very, there's so many possibilities. And like, even, um, we haven't talked about this yet, but there is like at least one portal that I like actively know about in Utah. Uh-huh. Um, the one on Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. That is, so, that is one that, um, that's and that is something else that I was thinking about is that there is that entire area is probably a very large liminal space. It has like a history of people not staying there for very long, um, moving cattle around. It used to be like part of the territory for I'm the not, Utes, I think the Native Utes. Americans. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they would like kind of stay there for part of the year and then move forward um, just around the, like, Uinta Basin and stuff. So I think there's a very strong argument there that yeah. the entirety of Skinwalker Ranch is I mean, a liminal space as well. So yeah. since we're on the topic, I'm going to bring this up because <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch was going to be our first episode. Um, first of and all... we love it. <laughs> yes, yes. I think I think Skinwalker Ranch was what really sucked me into the paranormal, was hearing about that. 
there's a lot of reasons why. I mean, you can go and do your own research, form, form your own opinions, but there's a lot of really crazy stuff that's documented that's happened there. I mean, the government is involved. And recently, it's just blown up. I mean, the History Channel took on a show about it. More people are talking about it. There's more speculation on what's actually going on. Um, and I kind of decided to step back from that because it was too much. Yeah, um, especially because the show that the History Channel released ended up being... Uh... <sighs> yeah, um, they show they show a lot of... I'm going to say animal cruelty. Um, Yeah. They use dogs and animals on that show in a way that we don't necessarily agree with. Um, So if you want to learn about Skinwalker Ranch, I don't recommend that you watch the History Channel um, series that just came out, unfortunately. I really wanted to love it, but I just can't. I would recommend that you read Hunt for the Skinwalker. Um, It's a book by George Knapp, who's an investigative journalist. Um, he worked with Colm Colm Kelleher, who, um, has a PhD and, um, is very well informed on stuff like that. So if you want to learn about a really cool liminal space that's documented, Skinwalker Ranch is a really good place to start. And it's mind-blowing. Yeah, there's basically everything there. They have, like, aliens. They have abductions. They have weird floating orbs. They have rips (laughs) in space-time. Yep. They have your everyday cattle mutilation. Oh, yeah. Which is another reason that we didn't really want to talk about it, because I don't like that. Oh, yeah. I was just going to, like, <sighs> I was just going to cut some of that stuff out. But, yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Anyway. So, anyways, yeah. Skinwalker Ranch is definitely, like, a very large, well-known liminal space. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess I challenge people to just take a second the next time that they are somewhere where they feel a little weird Mm -hmm. just take a second and be like why am I feeling weird in this space is it because no one ever comes here and I like feel uncomfortable because there's not a sense of permanence and like just that feeling yeah yeah I definitely get just that. that feeling is like uncomfortable enough to be like yeah I'm not really into this this liminality right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh I mean but, like uh, pretty much pretty much any I would almost argue that most like paranormal experiences that you hear about if you think about it and you think about where and when it happened you can pull some kind of liminality out of that situation whether it's where it happened the situation that the person was in when it happened the time of day I mean you can pull anything out of that exactly so it totally is something to look for. It is. It's, it's, it's a synchronicity. <laughs> yeah, it is a synchronicity. And because it's more of a concept, it's going to be basically wherever you look for it, just like synchronicities, though, mm-hmm. because the more you look for it, the more you notice it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that it wasn't there the whole time. It just means that you didn't know it was there until now. Yeah, you're picking up on it more. Yeah. Yep. So actually, yep. now that we're talking about this... Um, I've been noticing a lot of, I guess, what people call angel numbers, repeating numbers. I've been getting 1111. I've been getting 111. I've been getting 444. I've gotten 666 a couple of times. Um, I've been getting sevens and I've been getting nines. And I've never noticed that before, whether it's happened or not. I've never noticed it before. And this has happened probably within the last week, 
two weeks. Weird. Very weird. I've been noticing that. I don't know if I told you this yet. No, I mean, you did say something at 11.11 today, so I picked up on it. Yeah. one eleven, but. Yeah, at one eleven, I, like, I got a notification. I looked at my phone. I got a notification at one eleven. I looked at my phone, and it said one eleven, and I'm like, God fucking damn it. (laughs) Like, not again. Yeah. Dude, angel numbers are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I I need to, if anybody can recommend me a good uh, numerology book. I definitely need to get more into that stuff um, because now that I'm picking up on it more, I guess I uh, got to pay attention to it. Yeah. I don't have a choice. Yep. And I would I would argue that my head is currently in kind of a liminal space. You know? Yes. So that's the other thing about liminality is it could be like a state of mental being. Yeah. And so we're like in midst of coronavirus right now. We're in midst of all these protests and we're – we don't know what our government's doing. We don't know what we're doing. I know personally, like, I don't know if I have a job. Like, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure what's happening. So it's just like this really long transition period. And there's just so much weird stuff going on. Yeah. And has been going on. And it's because we are in this like liminal space where nothing is certain, no one knows, no one's, we're not going to be here forever, mm-hmm. but we're changing, like, our state of being, like, every single day. It's just, it's really crazy. Like, what do you think about it like that? Yeah, I mean, we, like, the uncertainty is just, like, constant right now. I mean, if at on one end, we're being told that, you know, we need to stay at home and we need to be safe because we're in the middle of a pandemic. <clears throat> And we need to not be around people. We need social distance. But at the same time, we need to be out there protesting. And so it's finding that middle ground that's, like, really hard for a lot of people, I think. I mean, personally, that's really hard for me is, you know. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's hard. So. Yeah. You know. Keep an eye out. Be vigilant. Notice, notice like, weird things that are happening to you. Because I think that, like, Sam and I are on the same page. We've been noticing a bunch of, like, really weird shit that we've that has either never been happening or we've never noticed it before. Yes. Um, so. I've, we have uh, also contacted people and confirmed it with people on Twitter about shadows recently. Yeah. That's been a really big thing. And if you're seeing shadows and move, seeing stuff move out of the corner of your eye and like when you look, you like might not see it fully, like pay attention to that stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can either be like a warning. It can be... You know, I don't know. It can be like whatever you want it to be, basically. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to just at least take notice of it, you know? Yeah. Take notice of when it happens and how you're feeling when it happens and stuff like that. How often it is. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on around you. Because, you know, whether or not it's a sign from something or someone, um, there's something going on in your brain. And if that's a projection that your brain is making, it's trying to tell you something. I would argue that. Yeah. And you should still pay attention yeah. to it. Even if it's just your brain going, hey, those two things, we don't like Yeah, them. You should still pay attention to what your brain is saying. Yeah. It knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you don't know that your brain knows what's up, your brain knows what's up. <laughs> exactly. Your subconscious is like crazy. It picks up on so much shit that you don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you don't know. <sighs> Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Um, Before we get into weird brain stuff, God fucking damn it. Yeah. I could talk about weird brain stuff for so long. So Sam and I, fun fact, Sam and I, I think, became friends because of psychology courses. We did. In school. Yeah. So. <laughs> we lived together in the same 
co-op housing, and then we were kind of friends, and then Grits moved out of that housing, and then we had the psychology of addictions together yeah. the next school year. And like we're just like, ah, weird brain stuff. Should we talk about this all the time? The answer was yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then what, four or five years later, we were like, God damn it, we need to <laughs> we need to talk about it again. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. What what year did we come up? I don't know. It's been like seven years. I don't know, man. It's been a it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. 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 But um Okay, so we don't get into brain stuff. I think that's all I have to say about liminal spaces. Okay. They're kind of everywhere. They're nowhere. <laughs> They're a concept. They're, They're a state of mind. <laughs> they really are. And, like, it's something that I have been paying attention to for a really long time, and I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just encourage everyone to pay attention to their own surroundings. And, uh get back to me on what you experience yeah yeah yes yeah yeah nice okay all right nice job man i liked that thank you thank you for uh having a very good discussion with me uh sorry i was not quite as prepared as i thought i was dude it's it's okay man we're doing we're doing a lot today i mean yeah in my brain it i was just very sad today so yeah yeah i've been very sad recently and angry and i'm sure you know yeah yeah, I. Uh, but that's okay. I feel the same way. All right, I'm looking up the pronunciation for a word first before I get into yeah. this. And then I'm gonna pet my kitten. Gonna pet my kitten. Take a quick break, and then I can uh, talk to y'all a little bit about weed. Yeah. We are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor, Anchor. If you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start, listen up. So when we first decided to start a podcast, we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um, without having to do the most work. We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. Also, I saw something the other day that was like, we hate black people so much that black animals are still like the least adopted in shelters and i have a black cat she's black and white but she was still the last of her litter to get adopted and all of her other litter mates were like like white and gray and Mm -hmm. they were adopted well before she was like weeks so yeah. Also, sorry about the plane that just drove by. It's okay. I was like, what was that? <laughs> I live next to an airport. Yes. <laughs> um, 
we also have a black cat. Orion, our Maine Coon, is black. And we actually got him from a breeder, which, first of all, I don't want anyone to attack me about the fact that we got our cat from a breeder. It was a really hard decision, so please. Also, really, that wasn't your decision either. It was. Just, it, was it wasn't my. Decision. It wasn't my decision. Yeah. yeah. So I. I don't need to hear that right now. <laughs> um. But yeah, he. You know, we wanted a black cat. So when we were going to the breeder to talk to her, you know, we said we really want a black cat, and she was like relieved. She was like, I always have the hardest time finding somebody who wants to adopt the black cats. Because people still have this this superstitious mindset behind them for some reason. It's so strange. I mean, we're we're in 2020 and people still think that, like, a black cat walks by you. It's an omen of death. It's so strange. I need some water. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> you good? Yeah, sorry. I ripped my bong too hard and I got a little water in my face and then I choked. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. All right. And I was out of water, so I couldn't. You're like, <gasps> <laughs> Okay. I'm okay. Ready? Yes. All right. So um, this week's uh, edition of Medication is brought to you by me not being able to eat because I'm so anxious. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Correct. I was over at Sam's house this past weekend and... Sam is a really fucking good cook. Sam and their partner are both really fucking good cooks and made me a bunch of really good meals. And I was really anxious all weekend and was having like the hardest time eating. Um, And it was driving me nuts because I was like, this food is so good. I just want to shovel it into my mouth. But I'm like, I like physically cannot eat right now. And I was getting so pissed. And so I'm like, you know what? I haven't smoked in a couple of hours. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I look over and I grab my bowl and I take a hit and I put it back down and then I just start shoveling the food into my mouth and I kind of looked at Sam and I was like I just needed to smoke <laughs> that's always what it is dude um so this is um a study that I found on how cannabis affects your appetite this goes much farther than just anxiety that's just an example of how it helps me personally um really it's it it focuses on people who have um, chronic illnesses like cancer, HIV and AIDS, heart disease, um, metabolic disorders that make you lose your appetite. So yeah, uh, this comes from the Society for the Study of Ingestive Behavior. The wave of cannabis legalization for both medical and recreational purposes has stimulated research on its therapeutic potential. A family of compounds called cannabinoids, particularly Delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinoil, THC, <laughs> are responsible for its psychological effects. The ability of THC to stimulate appetite is valuable since many illnesses cause extreme appetite loss, which reduces quality of life and slows recovery. So, scientists have designed a vapor vapor exposure system to mimic how people often consume cannabis. This allowed precise control of dosage while rats' meals were closely monitored throughout the day. Brief exposure to cannabis vapor stimulated a meal even when rats had recently eaten suggesting that inhaling cannabis tricks appetite circuits in the brain into hunger mode. That's pretty sick. Yep. That's really sick. Yep. Oh, is that why munchies are a thing? Yes. There were a lot there were a lot of articles when I was looking this up. There were a lot of articles on the science of the munchies. The science of why when you smoke you just want to eat freaking everything. I just chose this one because it sounded a little bit more uh 
professional. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But I'm very glad you said that because that's where I was going with it. <laughs> because yes. <laughs> so, um, John John Davis, uh, PhD, researcher in the Department of Integrated Physiology and Neurosciences at Washington State University, said that they found cannabis exposure caused more frequent and small meals, but there's a delay before it takes effect. Um, and that delay provided a clue on how the drug may act. So ordinarily, when the stomach is empty, it releases a hormone called ghrelin, a message to the brain that it's time to look for food. The researchers found that the cannabis dose triggered a ghrelin surge. They also found changes in how the brain responds to the message. A small region of the hypothalamus is responsible for sensing ghrelin, and cannabis changed the genetic activity of brain cells that respond to the hormone. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, it does. It does. It's very scientific. <laughs> it took me a second to process, but yes, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, 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 okay. So basically, they found how the drug triggers hunger hormones and also identified specific brain regions that shift into hungry mode while under the influence of cannabis. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, researchers are optimistic that deciphering the ways cannabis acts in the body to alter appetite can lead to new treatments for illness-induced anorexia. Severe appetite loss is a common symptom for many chronic illnesses, like I said, um, especially problematic in cancer, HIV, AIDS, heart disease, and a targeted treatment that offers beneficial effects on appetite without the broader effects on the mind and body could increase quality of life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I would like to note that this particular study came from 2018, um, so I'm sure that there's been more work done in the last or in the recent years. Mm -hmm. But this just gave a very basic explanation of why cannabis helps you eat. Wow. Thanks. I can personally attest to that. Like, too. I never want to eat. Yeah. Like, I just don't have an appetite as a person unless I smoke. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, that's the only reason I eat most days is because I like can smoke. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. Crazy shit, man. Yep. Yeah. That's very weird. Yeah. Not only is it beneficial for people who, you know, are in way worse health conditions than we are, but even just on a more basic level, if you're just having a hard time eating, I mean, maybe smoke a little weed. Maybe a little bit. Maybe and it is bit. it is the THC that does it. So you're not necessarily going to get the same effect from CBD. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's particularly hmm. THC that does it. It's because it's psychological, like screws with your brain a little more oh okay yeah yeah that makes sense yes so yeah cool wow thank you for telling me that that is really cool to learn you're welcome and it was more about our brain yeah so i uh and you know what they're all on weird yeah it's about our brains it's about your brains it's about their brains <laughs> <laughs> they certainly are now <laughs> uh <laughs> Thank you for coming to our podcast today. <laughs> yes. You can uh, find us on social media. You can find us on Instagram where um, we are going to be posting some, you know, guides on how to handle the current events that we're going through right now. Uh, you can listen to our previous podcast blackout episode for that if you want to learn some more. That's YBOW podcast for Instagram. Um, we're also on Twitter at weird underscore pod. We're on Facebook if you want to like us and give us a rating there. You can send us an email if you have any personal stories that you want to tell us, anything related to anything that Sam talked about. We totally want to hear it. Yes, please. And 
what was the last thing? Oh, we are um, available on Apple Podcasts now, and you can rate us there. So we would highly appreciate if you love the show, if you could give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, you know, write a little review. We would love that. Yeah, that would be really cool. Thank you. That's it. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thank you once again to our Patreon sponsors. We love you. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm going to do yet, but I'll figure it out. That's okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Want to sign us off? (laughs) Yeah. I'm Sam. I'm Jess. And this has been Your Brain on Weird. Woo! Bye! Bye!